You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One one day we're gonna make a show that's like truly uncensored. Oh well, boy, we don't want. Oh great! Uh, yeah, people have no idea what's said before these mics actually come on. Oh, one day there's gonna be like a truly uncensored version that uh, you know has like a the the image for the show will be like Jacob shirtless like covering mm. his you know man boobies or something. Nobody want to see that. That's how he walks into the office every day. Yeah. We don't need that. Yeah. That's that's actually how he is every day before we start. He's like puts his shirt on and press. Yeah. You got some weird morning rituals. Better put some clothes. I on. I shower after the show because I feel so gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so uh i'm like i was really proud because i like got out and fished a bunch this weekend yeah. didn't do well but then you guys all like everybody here killed it so uh i won't even talk about my my i didn't actually I have questions for uh all of you uh eventually but we'll see if we get there we may not do it on the show i really want to hear about Derek's bass first because yeah. like uh we were getting ready to sit down and record and Braden's like well Derek has the best story so and I've seen the the picture. I don't know if it's the best story. It's a pretty good story. It's, it's a good story, dude. That fish shouldn't have been in there. No, like, that's crazy. No, and yeah, yeah. So Jacob's very upset about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jacob is very familiar with this pond that I ca- caught this fish in. Um, so Saturday I worked fire department. Got off Sunday morning, went home really quick. Dropped a couple things off. And is then, that a like a metaphor for pooping? No, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I actually dropped off pool. my equipment. <laughs> I got I got like my backpack that I live out of in the firehouse. I dropped that off. Oh, okay. Changed real quick. Ran over to church in the morning, and our church has a pond out front that I've I've fished this pond for six years probably. Caught um, I don't know maybe twelve thirteen inch bass. Maybe it's the biggest bass I've ever pulled out of here. Um, we even had fish and wildlife out there a couple of years ago. They did a little survey on there. And, I mean, what would you say, Jacob? I mean, average size fish in there is probably eight, nine inches. Yeah, they were really bass. small, and it was underpopulated for the size of the, yeah, underpopulated yeah. for the size of the pond, overpopulated by some crappie and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it was out of whack. Okay. Yep. And but it's a fun little pond. It's five minutes down the road from my house. I fish it all the time. If I just have like an hour to kill, I'm gonna go down there and fish it. Um, and then Jake, that you know, um, from the fire department who also lives right down the road from me, um, and he fishes that pond a lot. I told him when we were leaving the firehouse that morning, I said, I'm going to 
fish the pond you want to go he's like yeah yeah let me check with the wife when i get home so he shows up a few minutes later we're out there fishing heck yeah um i tried top water first it was a little late i think in the morning for the top water bite um i was using a frog it wasn't working switched up to a i think i was just running a carolina rig cinco basically in plum and i caught little bass normal bass out of there around then when jake gets there we're fishing. He's looking at the water. He's like, I'm not feeling very confident about today. The water was real muddy. Um, it was getting hot quick. Just not a lot of activity going on on the pond. We weren't seeing much from the bank. And I'm kind of off to his left, and there's like a, I wouldn't say it's a tree, but a big branch that's down in the water over there. And I'm kind of turned over my right talking with Jake, kind of like where you are, and I feel my line, just a little tension on it. And I was like, oh, there's a hit. And so I didn't even really set the hook. I just kind of like, Big fish are notorious for that. Yeah. Just wait. Yeah. I just kind of pulled the line up a little bit, and I watched my line swim out. I'm like, okay, there's a fish on. Reel it to the left. He kind of goes to the left a little bit, and then that's the first time he really dove. My my reel screaming. (laughs) He drags. And I was like, oh. And I look at Jake, and Jake's like, that's a little bit bigger of a fish. I'm like, okay, maybe this is one of those 12, maybe 13-inch bass that's out here, you know. (laughs) And I reel it in a little bit closer. It swims out again, turns, starts coming towards us, and that's the first time it jumped. And when it jumped out of the water and we got our eyes on it the first time, me and Jake both were just like, oh, my God. (laughs) Stay on, stay on. Yeah, Yeah, no. Did you panic? I got really quiet for a minute, and it went from just like, oh, I got a fish on to like, this is. Game on. Yeah, this is a big deal. And uh, Jake dropped his rod and comes (laughs) running to me, and before I know it, he's like knee-deep in the pond (laughs) in his (laughs) flip-flops, like trying not to fall because there's another branch right there, and he's like, get this fish in, get this fish in. I'm like, I'm trying, I'm trying, and we're reeling. Reeling, 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 gets close, dives again, goes back out, real screaming. Bro, like, oh my, do not break off, do not break <laughs> off. Log. He jumps again, and this time when he jumped, because I was, I'd switched up to just like, I was actually using the Tackle HD from the Ditch Pickle. Like, I wondered if and, that's the one you were yeah, using. Yeah, and I was using the Green Pumpkin uh, stick baits that are on there. Yep. Well, you know, like if a big fish hits it, sometimes they'll kind of like chase up yeah. the line, the the Cinco will or whatever. Yeah. Well, he jumps again, and I see that flying in front of him. Uh, and uh, my heart sank for a yeah. second. I was like, no, he just spit it. And then he hits the water again and runs again. And I'm like, okay, no, he's still on. Just that, yeah. that stick bait's off. Yeah, yeah, and it's Gosh. just like floating on my line now. And Jake, he, I mean, I don't know if I'd have been able to get that fish without Jake, but, I mean, reeled it in closer, got close. Jake reached out there, got hands on the fish. We pulled it out. We're both just besides ourselves, just like, oh, my God. And he's fished this pond a lot, like I said, too. Um, his brother last year saw a fish out there that his brother swore was like a 20-inch fish. Casted at it for like two hours, couldn't get it hit anything. Um, we didn't believe him. We're like, nah, there's no way there's a fish that big out there. And we're sitting here looking at this hog. It's Nelly. <laughs> Loch Ness. Yeah. It's like the, you caught the monster. Yeah. No, so we we'll, measured we'll have it. Chris uh, pull the the your post up on the okay. video so yeah. people can see what you're talking about here. Yeah. This thing's awesome. We yeah. measured it. It was 22 inches. Um, I th- I had a scale, and I was like, yeah, let's put a scale on this thing. Scale wouldn't work. Mm. Open it up. The battery <laughs> in the back of it, it like, exploded. <laughs> oh, dang it. I was so upset. I was like, like I the really... reason you bring your scale yeah. right there. I never weigh fish. It's yeah. just kind of have it in my bag. But just in case. Yeah, and I really wanted to know, like, an actual weight on this fish, but we both – 
guess, and I mean Jacob could probably tell me better from looking at the pictures, but every bit of six pounds. Yeah, it's it's over five. Yeah. yeah. Oh for yeah, for sure. For I, sure. I don't fish enough to like. I don't catch five and six pounders, but from seeing trophies and go out, like I like when a kid logs a seven yeah. pound bass, that's yeah. a three. I'm yeah. like, nah, bro. <laughs> like I've done that so many times that yeah. I've, I've kind of picked up. Yeah. So yours was twenty two and a half, right? Or twenty two. Yeah. Kyler caught one this yep. weekend. Uh, at his tournament in Chickamauga, that was twenty two and a half. Mm-hmm. That he said was seven and a half pounds. Yeah, I mean, so there's, there's no way we can kind of look at the, the yeah. belly. Maybe and there's see. no way of knowing exactly what it weighed. But right. I'm conservatively guessing six pounds would yeah. be a safe guess. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the morning, we just caught a couple more little guys. I was like, I don't. Yeah, you're you don't good. Top that. No, I don't think I'll ever catch that. Dude, fish you just put your pond. rod down. and yeah. Go home. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna ask my question because okay. I and I'll you and I don't. And even Bray, Jacob used to talk to me when I fished more, but I've always sucked. Like, mm-hmm. I just really like fishing, but I'm not, like, in the weeds like Jacob knows. Mm-hmm. And, and it sounds like you know a lot. And I've seen him over the last year, like, mm-hmm. knowledge explode from hanging, out with, yeah, yeah. Saying, from hanging out with you guys. Um, <clears throat> where I've always done my best was in uh, over at Floyd's Fork, like, just consistent-wise, not like pigs. Uh, I would kayak fish a lot mm-hmm. over there. When you're low in the water, though, you can't really sight fish as well. This weekend we went over there. And I was up high, and the water was clear, and there were bass all along over there by the where we had our party last year. Yeah, that's the only place I could find anything that was deep enough to hold any fish because the water level was way lower. I wouldn't have even gone over there if I'd known the water level was that low. I should have checked before I went. I thought we've had enough rain to where it'd be up still a little mm-hmm. bit. It was not. Uh, but sight fishing uh, is you know we my kids fish for 15 minutes and then they were spent they're playing in the dirt which was actually cool because I just got to fish for now a, you can like, fish yeah <laughs> I fi- well as long as they're entertained I could fish yep and they were for like an hour and I was sight fishing uh, these these bass that were up very close bit like for that from what I've caught out of there they were sizable and I couldn't get them to hit anything same thing until I threw like a, I had that six cents jig in there. And that was the only thing that they would like kind of piss them off. They would come like aggressively at it, but I, they would take it, but they wouldn't bite it. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm curious, what should I have done? Cause I fished this thing for 45 minutes and they, every time they would get aggressive on that. And I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe they're just defend. Like, I don't know. I'm, I would try to set, but it was almost like they were just mouthing it to get it out of there. Yeah. If, if it's a situation, they could be on a nest. I would, I would think they're it's already off the that, nest. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I thought. Especially with the water well, but, being as low and, as it has and been. And will they move? Like they were, they were moving like, 20 yards yeah they'll move on, a, on when, they're, when they're on the nest i didn't think yeah. they would no if, if they're chasing something off like you'll see no, them dart they're just cruising they're just swimming mm-hmm. they might have been looking for food anytime you have a fish that picks something up or hits something it's it's interest interested mm-hmm. you got to downsize so if they're if you're throwing it i was already throwing the small yeah if I you're had. throwing like a three eight jig then you just keep getting smaller and smaller yeah carry some crappie jigs yeah. or a ned rig yeah like a you know a third of a Senko kind of thing, throw that in there and you just get them, piss them off. Yeah. yeah. I ran Go out of turn. time. By the time I started figuring out what they were hitting, I was kind of running out of time. Other kids started showing up and then my kids are like doing stuff that I need to supervise. The other thing I was going to tell you all, you were talking about carp fishing the other day mm-hmm. and dude, I went out to Lake Shelby on Saturday morning and holy crap, the top water with the carp, it was like freaking I mean, I, it was like being at the ocean. There was so well, much action happening out there. It's mulberry season, and I don't know if those, that, those fish were eating mulberries, but carp will come up to the surface and eat a mulberry. And so when they're falling out of the trees, you they, can literally go fly fishing with like a chunk of purple yarn hmm. and throw it out there. I um, So they they were around the trees, but they were also just 
out near logs, like open water. I mean, it was just nuts. When um, we were out there with your son fishing, I saw a couple come up. I don't know if you yeah. saw. He was just bobber fishing like off see. over by that, like where it drops off. Yeah, you saw there some was carp a couple over there. Dude, they're huge too. I was just telling you guys if that's where you. Like, I know you enjoy it, so yeah. I've never actually caught a big carp on a fly. These it would massive. be a lot of fun. These were freaking huge. I mean, it took me a while to even figure out what it was, and then finally I saw some surface, like they're, surface enough to see the side of it. Their sensitivity with their lateral lines is stronger than like a bass and stuff, so they're really hard to target because mm-hmm. they're real jumpy. Yeah, I knew you had said that. I, uh, I I messed around with it for a minute, but I mean, I didn't have anything that I thought they would. Yeah. Eat it. Anyways, what'd you do? Yeah, I know you went up with Glenn. Yeah, man, I, it was uh, – I I've planned this trip with him a while back and fully expected to go up there and we're just fish all day, hang out, wait a little bit, you know, just kind of shoot the crap kind of thing. But we go up there and he's basically – he has a neighbor who has a drift boat and a raft who he pretty much has full license to use whenever he wants to. We should, we should probably say, like, real quick, Glenn is somebody we've met through – Yeah. Since we launched the e-com side to go out, he represents a bunch of brands that we brought in. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's kind of been a fan of ours, and we've gotten to know him through phone calls and a couple and he's on go wild. trade shows. People that are on Go Wild. He's on Go Wild, yep. Um, so anyways, he's – I didn't know this. I mean, all the times we've talked about fishing, I didn't know he focused more on fishing than hunting. Like, mm-hmm. he's he fishes much more throughout the year. and uh, I think that's, like, literally why he – won't leave michigan yeah he's like i am I, there's too is, much good water yeah i mean it's and it's true it's well, a great state for he even said he yeah. didn't want to come back there he's like i'm never going back to michigan and then here he is so yeah he you know he's falling in love with the rivers and yeah. that kind of stuff uh and the lakes so so yeah my my wife and i go up there uh we show up kind of after dinner on friday he yanks the drift boat over we hop in the drift boat we float the river um, which we're on the Alsable, and if you've never been around the Alsable or know of it, it's a historic trout river. Uh, Hemingway fished it in one spot you know, pretty famously, and it's a very historic trout river. Um, we were in the town of Grayling, which obviously is named after the fish of Grayling, but they overfished them and they're gone. But these rivers are now, or the river is now native brook trout, or I don't know about native wild. We'll call them wild brook trout, wild brown trout, and wild rainbows. So you can catch every species. And typically wild fish are a little bit smaller. It's hard to catch a really big fish. And these fish were in two, three feet of very crystal clear water. Very tough fishing. So we didn't catch like massive numbers of fish. This is great trout fishing because of the history, the scenery, the kind of fish you're chasing. I mean, I caught a brook trout that was 10 inches and, and Glenn was like, that's a really good fish for, for this area. Now there are some 20 pushing 20 inch brown trout and stuff in there, but you just don't see them that often. So we go up there and, you know, he's treats us like King and queen. He's rowing us around in the drift boat. We go out, we meet his, his father-in-law and mother-in-law at their cabin that overlooks the river. And, um, you know, it's like he honestly just treated us better than I could have imagined. I thought we were just going to go fish with a buddy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but he ended up paddling us around. and You got spoiled. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was I, – I owe him. Like, I owe him. I even told him while we were up there. I was like, I, I owe you a trip like this. And you need to come hang out and we'll we'll do something um you know we caught we caught some fish liz caught one little pretty brook brook trout 
that's probably my favorite thing about fishing streams like that is the fish when you do catch them are so bright they're yeah. so mm-hmm. like vibrant colors even the little caught one rainbow trout even the little rainbow trout still had par marks it was really pretty fish and the brook trout and the browns and bright red spots and blue and stuff it was what's par marks special I'll show you when we get done, but when you look at a rainbow trout that's younger, look, it has those kind of like grayish, grayish black ovals down their side. Oh, As okay. they get older, older those go away. Yeah, I've seen those. Um, yeah, so I mean, just special place. Saw an eagle like from <laughs> us to that tree in its nest, which yeah, is, is bigger than Massive. this conference table. There's bones in it. <laughs> when was like, yeah, look, there, if America. you look up there, you can see bones because they go pick up deer and stuff and eat them. Build their nest with bones. Oh, they bones carry off enemies. small dogs, dude. Well, yeah. he said this nest has been there for over 20 years. Mm. Oh, wow. And, you know, it's like it keeps coming back or other other birds are using the same nest. We saw it later. We saw an eagle eating a deer that was dead kind of close to the the driveway. Their driveway is like a mile-long dirt road. But, you know, eagle with blood on its beak. and it's just, <laughs> Dude, it was there's unreal a, trip. There's like, an eagle nest uh, at the lake that we fished. On Memorial Day. Oh yeah, yeah, right across from the boat launch. Yeah, we've we've seen them even over here in the parklands, but I've never seen a nest like that. Just yeah, huge. We uh, one time on Memorial Day, we were at Taylorsville Lake, and you know, like yay America that weekend, you know, and we're sitting there, and this eagle flies in, and it spent the whole evening with us, hanging out, just sitting there, which he mostly just like pooped the whole time you, you know knew where but he it was still to pretty be. majestic you know <laughs> just like stretching his wings over us as we're sitting there floating in the water this was pre-kids so it was a little more adventurous uh but yeah it was pretty sweet we i mean we definitely have them here yeah oh, that's yeah. part of what delayed the interstate build mm-hmm. um you know the tunnel up there because they had they had an eagle's nest and you couldn't disturb couldn't them. move it yeah the other thing that was really cool that i i have experienced through watching hunting shows and that kind of stuff but grouse drumming mm-hmm. in the woods oh yeah is a remarkable sound. Like it's kind of like hearing a turkey. I was like a mini turkey. Yeah, yeah, they're ish. No, I'm, I'm not a grouse. Is. Oh, you <laughs> meant the, <laughs> the drumming? Does it yeah. sound like? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's very similar, but yeah. it's like a. Oh really? And it's cool. like this bouncing ball sound. Yeah, I don't know anything. Really, neat. you probably know the most a little bit just I mean, from all the content. I know you. Yeah, because I mean, we don't really have them here. You get yeah. way out in the eastern Kentucky in the mountains, and there's some very small populations. But... I've been out to Seabury where they plant them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's not just, that too. Yeah. But but yeah, it was it was just a. There's a lot of private property along this river. There's what I feel like tons of public access spots for dropping in a raft or even a kayak or just waiting that you can go and you can wait up and down the river as far as you want. Um, but it's, it's almost like untouched. It's really weird. They've, uh, they're really cautious about what they allow to be done at the river. They do put in, they'll drop trees into the river cause that's kind of what the river's known for is the trees that line it. And, uh, you know, it's, Really cool, special place. Saw beaver, muskrat. You know, heard the grouse, all the trout. Of course, it was a great like like wildlife yeah. know, out there weekend. You got to go do Alaska, dude. I, and you would, I know from talking to you that you would rather fly fish it than do the kind of fishing we did. Um, but the being out there like we did with the boats, and you know you're fishing brackish, and there's freaking whales coming up next oh to you, gosh. and there's eagles scooping up all because there's 
fish dying everywhere because yeah. people are hooking yeah. them and throwing them like they're you know injured or whatever and too small to keep or whatever and so these eagles are just i mean they're, you're talking a hundred birds and then they're just diving and you'll see them flying off with the king salmon you know? yeah here you, you would love it here you know like how pigeons just like line yeah like traffic lights and all that i was little when we went to alaska but we were in i think juno yeah and, and there's just bald eagles lining i was <laughs> the just like pigeons yeah, yeah like pigeons <laughs> yes i was a little yeah. desensitized to it by the end of the four days yeah, yeah. i mean like it's um, the first one you see you're you're like grabbing people and be like oh my god you know yeah. we don't see them here but they were kind of like pigeons at the oh, end yeah. of it like scavengers everywhere like i mean you they're see so them big. flying and they're huge but we saw that one that was on that deer so close i mean it's head have you ever seen a golden uh-uh mm. oh yeah I saw one out west, and it looked like – I mean, I, I cannot explain how big they are. They're bigger than bald eagles, yeah. Yeah. like significantly bigger from what I have A read. golden eagle? Mm-hmm. Golden and eagle. they there literally are signs out west. They're like, keep your dog close because they scoop oh, small. Oh, yeah. And children. Like, they, they're I like, bet. keep things close. Do not leave a like – A freaking pterodactyl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're talking about – uh, you know, a more than six foot wingspan that thing can easily scoop up 20 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, so last really cool. I'm going to keep remembering things throughout the day to tell you guys, I'm sure, but the bug life mm-hmm. at this place, fly anglers are known for like throwing out, uh, you know, Latin names of bugs and all kinds of stuff. The amount of bugs in this place was unreal. And yeah. I've, you know, I've fished out West, East, South, everywhere. Never seen bug life like this, where you just look up and there's just this peppering of mayflies mating in the sky yeah. and dropping down to the water. It's incredible. Cool place. Is that That's time awesome. of year, you think? Or yeah. is that? Okay. Yeah. This is a big season for them for the brown, the big brown dray catch. And then the hex hatch will be coming along mm-hmm. soon. And the hex are huge mayflies. I missed that um, one last time I was up there. I was a we, little too late. We saw some in one spot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Glenn was kind of surprised to see them that early. Mm-hmm. But. They've had a kind of a droughtish situation. The water's warmer yeah. than typical, and I think it's kind of speeding things up. Yeah, yeah. Cool spot. Definitely recommend getting up there to check it out. Oh, did yeah. you tie did fly specifically for that trip, or did you just throw all kinds of different things? Or no. I mean, you know me. I'm going to throw some tiny midges because I love that. I did a little bit of that. You got one in your hat there. I know. Now. I stuck it there That's to cool. hold on to it, and then I couldn't get it out. And I, I was like, like hey, it looks cool. Yeah, I know. I did throw some of that, but when we got up there – I like to go to the local fly shop and yeah. buy some of the local flies, and they do have some things that we don't around here. So, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Did, that. did you get out? Uh, just like earlier in the week, not over the weekend. Um, I got out. I I caught, I bought a few new lures to try. Um, this year has kind of been like the year of the chatterbait for me, like of figuring that out and like so much fun. actually catching fish with it, <laughs> um, and like learning how to use it and all that kind of thing. Um, and in like I have a couple ponds that I fish close to my house. And, um, I have been like a lot of white lures have been working really well. And all I had was like a green pumpkin chatterbait. Like that's my default. Like if I'm trying something new for bass, it's just like green pumpkin. Um, and it's pretty big. Uh, and a lot of the fish I catch there aren't huge. Kind of like Derek talking there. Like a lot of them are just wait, there's that 22 inch swimming around in there somewhere. <laughs> well, he's been Something's with lurking. me when we've caught like three or four pounders. Out the of one there. you didn't take a picture the of. One, <laughs> the one that only Jacob can confirm. He can make me out to be a liar if he wants can't to. Confirm. <laughs> can't even can't post confirm. a trophy on Go Wild. No, I never got a picture of it. I was just, just freaking draw out. It. Picked it up. Yeah, <laughs> I draw it like the, like the 1800s. Yeah. Just tossed it back in. He's like, no. I was like, what am I doing? Um, but got this like mini chatterbait and then put this, um, 
it's like a z-man mini chatterbait and then i got like these guggen saucy swimmers which are like kind of a kind of like a pearl white like a little dirty like greenish white color mm-hmm. i liked um and caught a fish like second or third cast with that which was really cool um planned to my original plan for that was to use it out at uh the quarry at bumpy's just because i'm always catching those smaller fish on white stuff out there in the summer when it's hot in the clear water and things so picked up a couple more white spinner baits because uh, i've lost several um but yeah uh that was the only fishing i did last week um got some things planned this week hopefully and then I had a weekend full of like family and baseball, so got to host like a lot of my family at my house, which I haven't like me and Sav hadn't had our crap together really to do that to this point. So uh, I was grilling like multiple rounds on the grill, and that was my first time ever doing that. So that was fun. You're gonna get the grill master. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have like three of them. Yeah. Kiss the chef. <laughs> Just keep giving them as yeah. gifts. <laughs> and then Brad uh, likes to cook. Buy him a rope. Yeah. Or a- what is not a robe? <laughs> <Apers. Ather laughs> robe. I'll take a, a chef's robe. <laughs> chef's robe. Uh, That's good. And then uh, Saturday was Silver Creek High School baseball again. The my dad's assistant coach there. They won regional, so they're on the semi state. And then Louisville. I was saying on the last show, they're a host site for regional baseball. Um, so we went out and last night went to the game uh, with my dad, and we kind of talked about that's like kind of some bucket list stuff for us is like yeah. getting out to playoff baseball and eventually get to Omaha. So that was like a special thing we got to do together and experience like playoff baseball environment and Louisville beat uh, Michigan 20 to one. And at oh. the beginning of the game was like electric wow. because Louisville's just, they got beat by Michigan for their first loss. And then if they would have lost, it's a double elimination regional. So if they would have lost last night, they'd have been out. So now they're playing again tonight um, against Michigan again. So, uh, it was unlike anything I've experienced. Twenty runs, that was awesome. twenty runs, bunch of home runs, and home run like derby. obviously, yeah, that's a fun game to go to. Yeah, it's like, like when it's really good pitching. You're like, oh. Me and my dad are enjoying it when that's happening. <laughs> yeah. but then, like so, my mom was there, my sisters were there, her friend and my wife, they were all loving it because the crowd, like, they're up dancing because Louisville like plays music <laughs> yeah. and stuff after they scores. They're like, so. <laughs> you're just like dancing nonstop. Yeah, dude. Was the, awesome. uh, I was gonna tell Derek uh, especially because I know you like to cook. Mm-hmm. I made the best. Venison burger I've ever Dude, made this weekend. Yeah. I saw that picture. I have to look. <laughs> well, uh, so, I, I know you have a lot of cookbooks. Do you have John Wheatley's book, uh, Venison? Yes, I yeah, think so. I, I, yeah, and and then uh, Jesse Griffiths. So mm-hmm. I, w- I was I hadn't made burgers in forever, and I'm out of grind. So I've been I thawed out some uh, bottom round mm-hmm. to cut up, and I ended up when I was butchering or when I was cleaning it up. Um, some of, I mean, the bottom round's so pretty. Mm-hmm. I was like, I feel bad throwing this in a grind. So I, I actually cubed it. I'm going to kebab those tonight. Okay. Ooh. And so I took the thinner side, kind of like a brisket. Bottom round's kind of like a brisket, right? Like it thins out. So I took those. But I, I, I used to be really like, I, I quit doing bacon because I'm like, you're covering up uh, your, or fat or anything. I'm mm-hmm. like, if you just cook it right, then you don't have to do that to add that in. So I went years without like adding anything into my grind. And I still don't out of the gate. But when I did this, I was like, I know I'm making burgers. And I saw in those two books, I was like, well, these guys are mixing in bacon. Mm-hmm. And if it's good enough for Jesse Griffiths and, and John Weefley, like, I'm going to do it. It's okay for me, right? Yeah. So I put in uh, – and what's funny is, like, the supply chain is so screwed up right now. If you go to the store to buy bacon, it's just, like, really bad cuts of bacon. And like it's like $10. Just, yeah, $10. Because I bought some $15 for a pack of, wheat, uh, of, of bacon I saw in Kroger. But a lot of it's just fat. Yeah. Like, it was the most fat mm-hmm. I've ever seen. But I'm like, well, that's what I that's want. What you that's need. what I was yeah. looking for. So, I, dude, I smoked. I cut off, like, the good meat part. 
I grilled that off, off the bacon. And then I made a fresh grind with, uh, it was a lot of fat, like, but, mm-hmm. but it held the burger together really well. And cause that's the problem without fat. They don't hold, you yep. gotta use like egg yolk or something. Um, so I used, uh, I, I, I grilled that like really hot to medium rare. And then I did, uh, the bun, I did fig jam on the bottom. I mm-hmm. put that bacon on the base and then the burger and then arugula with mm-hmm. uh, olive oil, salt and pepper. And then I had a, an English muffin that I mm-hmm. put on the grill and dude, it was like, existential that's <laughs> it's an epic picture it, dude, it looked uh, crazy uh, my, my son took a bite and he goes that's the best burger i've ever had in my life. <laughs> and, he, and he's only eating it with meat and cheese in all yeah, his yeah. years yeah yeah well he just he just <laughs> that's came, high praise he just came into eating burgers he, he used oh. to be super picky we've come so far with him yeah uh, but but he uh, just ate a burger camping with Mamma and Papa all over the weekend or oh, over yeah. last week. That was like one of the few burgers he's ever so eaten. This is probably like his second burger. It's probably like it's his the fifth best burger. One. <laughs> and, at the and, top uh, of the heap, yeah, one of two. Yeah. He said that's better than Mamma and Papa's burger. I said we won't tell them that. Yeah, but I'm write it down. Don't date it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So cool. Um, one, uh, I guess, like I always close out with send it slam updates. We've got a couple minutes here. Um, I think the big news was that. Uh, Black Rifle Coffee signed in. I can't remember if we announced that last week. I think we probably did, but there's a giveaway going on. Maybe is it going to be over though by the time this this show launches? It's in a few days. Oh, okay, so uh, if you, you're hearing this now, you missed out. You should just go ahead and buy your tickets before you miss out on anything else, though. Yeah, um, we've got a butt ton of brands going to be there. Bear Archery is giving away a bow, right? At the yep. for the archery side, bow of your choice. It's <laughs> mm. crazy. Yeah, you sure yeah. they want to do that? That's, that's <laughs> a little too nice. Um, but the, yeah, so the, there's going to be that with the archery side. I do expect the archery to sell out first. Um, we're we're going to be hitting up a lot of the schools this week around here, telling them about it because they got archery is huge now. Mm-hmm. And yep. so, um, and then we've got some partners that are going to be promoting this soon. So you should definitely sign up for your archery. Uh, I've been messaging with Cole Cheney, and he's going to do um, the yeah, archery. He said he's going to shoot it. Man. He said that's he's going to cool. shoot it. Yeah. So we gave him four tickets. Uh, I figured that's like we we owe him that for uh, coming out and. Um, he's going to bring some buddies and shoot it, uh, I think. So he's, he said he was. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited uh, about Send It Slam. Chris, Zach, and I are going to Laurel Cove. To go, it's like a pre-Send It Slam for us. We're going to be going down. Oh, so that's why you need the fishing pole. You all are fishing yeah, down yeah. there? we're going down there. So I, right. I knew. I was like, if I tell Jacob that we're fishing, now he's going to want to go. You're <laughs> welcome to go too, Derek, if you want to go. Yeah. Uh, tickets for that are super cheap. It's like, I don't know. I, I paid 75 bucks for VIP for two days. So... Or maybe a hundred bucks. I don't remember, but it's you know we're gonna go fish some ponds in the morning that I know that are like off road accessible only. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's we used to crush it down there um, in high school, but we were mostly just fishing with like crickets and going up there and hanging out and stuff. But I mean nobody fished it back then, and mm-hmm. now they've mapped all this area. It's an old strip mine that they've reclaimed, and there's ponds everywhere though. I mean you'll just be driving for a mile and you'll pop up on two ponds. You didn't even know were there, mm. which is really cool. And you know, you can fish in there for a whole day exploring new ponds and <clears throat> there's just miles. I mean, you can drive for miles and miles and miles and rub it find, in, man, finding new ponds all along the way. I know I'm looking right at Brady. I thought you were going. He can't. Oh, he's not anymore. So, all right, time's up. Derek, toll. Tolls. I know. I started saying it. I knew it was wrong. I just, I know you'd pay the toll. Derek tolls. Braden Ware, Jacob Knight, I'm Brad Lutchell. Log this on Go Out. Thanks, guys. See you. See you.